Let's talk about how to spot a gimmick. Fitness is full of gimmicks, you guys. Full of little things that people are trying to sell you, little cheat codes, things that simply don't hold true. The little ab things that they sell you on the infomercials, certain classes that people want you to join that claim things that are not necessarily backed up by science, even though for some reason they always seem to have some type of scientific breakdown on the screen. So let's talk about how to spot a gimmick. Today we're, we're going to go over three easy ways, easy ways to spot something that is simply a gimmick. Number one, we got to understand the rules of fitness. So number one is intensity. Fitness requires intensity. It requires doing the work. Now, the reason why the gimmicks work is because we wish that wasn't true. And so we all want a cheat code. We all want a shortcut. But the moment you see anything that claims to be easier than working out or easier than going to the gym or claims to not take very long in getting results, right? The, like the miracle workout equipment, the miracle drug, that's a bad sign. That is clearly a gimmick because fitness requires intensity. It requires getting your heart rate up. It requires your muscles feeling that resistance that you're pulling against, right? So we know that we should be sore. We know that we should um, be out of breath. So the fact that something claims that you don't have to be out of breath and your muscles don't have to hurt is clearly a lie. Number two, speed. A class that is 10 minutes, seven minutes, three minutes, no workout involved. Anything that takes time away from the result that in my opinion is less than 25 minutes is a gimmick. Now, a lot of people would say even something as short as 25 minutes could be a gimmick, but I would categorize anything 20 minutes or under as kind of gimmicky. And now that's not to say that you can't work out every day hard for 20 minutes because, hey, like we just said, intensity is a huge part of this. That's why I put it as number one. You want intensity. So if you have an intense, an intense 15, 20 minutes a day, it could give you some results. But now let's be realistic as to what these results are going to be because most most fitness ads have incredibly fit people who, by the way, work out for an hour every single day. And not just that, they usually aren't doing the class or the or they're not using the equipment that they're selling you. Um, I saw a great documentary on this and I wish I could pull it up right now. I wasn't ready to talk about this part, but I think it's strong, it's called a stronger, uh, bigger, stronger, faster, um, something like that. And it's it's about steroid use. It's about um, these brothers that are powerlifters. And the point is that one of the 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 guys doing the documentary goes and interviews some of these people that get hired for the photo shoots. And the people that get hired for the photo shoots are open and honest, and they say. I do take the supplement, but I also take a bunch of other supplements. And I also work out an hour, two hours a day. And I also eat super clean. And so the gentleman that they were interviewing said, I'm not saying I don't use the product, 
but I'm also not saying that it's the only thing that I use. And so he was kind of, in a way, trying to be as honest as possible in saying that he does a heck of a lot more than what he's portraying on the screen. And so anything that takes away that work, that takes away the time involved, that takes away the intensity, right? We call it time under tension. There is a real concept that is called time under tension, which means that you want to spend as much time under the load as possible. That's why if you've ever done a a personal training session or a a fitness class, um, sometimes they ask you to slow down your movement, kind of control it more. And what happens is most of us want to use momentum in our exercises, right? So when we squat, we want to go down and pop back up fast and use that bounce and that momentum to to avoid the work. So what happens is we slow movements down. That's why resistance training um, is so beneficial to our fitness because it makes us be under a load, under a tension for a certain amount of time, right? Every time we do 10 reps, 12 reps, 15 reps, that is time under tension. So anything that goes away from that time under tension is usually some type of gimmick. Now, this one, again, like I said, it can be a little in between because just because we take away the time under tension doesn't mean that you can't get a hard workout, but be weary of anything that claims that you can work out for 60 seconds or just stand on this board for 60 seconds and it's going to produce you know the best results that you've ever got. And again, most of us are smart enough to know this stuff, but hey, just stop with the gimmicks. Anything... So this is number three, anything that claims to target a single area and yet makes your whole body fit. And But like what I really wanted to get into was that in fitness, target training has actually been proven to not work, meaning that if you have a little bit of a belly, the way to get rid of it is not to do sit-ups. That's actually not going to work. This is why when you go to the gym, you have a bunch of people doing abs and running on the treadmill, and they're usually more out of shape than the people that are lifting the big heavy weights, right? The ones that are doing the squats, the deadlifts. And the reason for this is because it's not about targeting an area. Your body doesn't actually decide where to burn the fat off. What it does is it just begins to burn it off your body from wherever there is fat to get rid of. So really what you want to do is use as many muscles as you possibly can and put all those muscles under load because muscles help burn energy. They help burn calories. They help in burning the fat off your body. So if you only do abs, you're actually using less muscles than if you did a deadlift or a squat or a push-up, right? Push-ups are harder than crunches. Squats are harder than crunches, right? So the mere fact that they're harder lets you know that this is also using a lot more energy, a lot more oxygen. You're becoming out of breath when you do a squat versus when you do crunches, you might get a little bit of a burn, but that's just the muscle being fatigued. It's not actually burning calories it's not actually burning the fat and i'm not saying you don't burn calories when you do crunches because it's a workout and you are working out but it would all it would be like saying that you did you know a couple of bicep curls and you know you're wondering why you're not losing weight it's like you need to get as many muscles firing off as possible 
So that's why we have squats and we have bench press and we have rowing movements and we have lunges, right? All of these big compound movements, right? Compound movements means that a lot of your joints are moving at the same time, not just one joint. So if you think about my example of doing just crunches or doing curls, that's kind of very limited because most of your joints aren't moving, right? When you're doing crunches, your ankle, your knee, and your hips aren't really moving. It's really just your rib cage being elevated. So you are actually decreasing the amount of joints involved, which means that you're decreasing the amount of muscles involved, which means that this is not a compound movement and therefore it's less effective. So you wanna make sure you have as many compound movements as possible so that you can use the maximum amount of muscles, you can put out as much energy as you can put out, right? You need more oxygen, your heart has to pump that oxygen around your body. And in essence, all that means is that you're actually going to achieve fat burning, muscle building, and like real fitness. Now remember, if it was easy, everyone would do it. It takes time. Well, let's start with number one. It takes intensity. Number two, it takes time. You have to be in that workout, in that in that little burn zone for some time, and you can't just target an area. If it was that easy, everyone would simply do crunches and get results. That's not really how it works. You have to do a full body workout. Now, I'm going to wrap all of this with saying that most fitness tries to reinvent the wheel. You know, the rules of fitness have been established for a long time or else we wouldn't have had so many fit people and, you know, models and these sculptures of people that were elite, you know, these warriors. Um, Over time, we have figured out how to get fit. And like I said, it's the intensity It's the time under tension, right? And with time under tension, I would also add um, the consistency of it all. And, you know, people that have been fit didn't just do one single exercise. They moved their entire body. So what we do nowadays is we try to reinvent the wheel because we run out of things to sell, unfortunately. So, and why I use the wheel as an example is because since the moment the wheel came to be, the wheel has remained the wheel because the wheel is all it needs to be, right? It's been perfected since the beginning. It does what it's supposed to do. Um, And so the first wheel is not much different than the newest wheel that you have on the latest model car that just came out this year, right? Think about that. The wheel itself, the concept of the wheel has not changed. Now, the engines have changed, but you know, the engines have changed, the stuff inside has changed, right? The fact that we're not um, riding around in a horse and carriage has changed, but that carriage had wheels, just like the wheels we have now. So that hasn't changed. And so I use that as an example to say, fitness is the same. Now, do we have newer technology that we add to it? Of course, we have new studies, we have new information about things that are better for our nutrition, things uh, that are not healthy for our joints that maybe we were doing before, but now we've realized through studies that, hey, maybe that's not very good for your back, or maybe that's not the most efficient efficient way to do it. So certain things do change, and we do have you know, new things that come out, new equipment. But at the end of the day, all the equipment does is put load on your body, 
all you know no matter what new weight that you buy new band right what's the difference between dumbbells and a barbell and a band and a cable machine and a rock and a brick all of it is just load on your body your body would look no different if you did squats using rocks versus using metal plates now again the difference comes in the efficiency of it right the the body doesn't recognize metal plates versus stones the body just recognizes that there is a load being put on the body but it's easier to put plates on a bar it's easier to hold a bar it's more convenient to change how heavy and how light it is by having multiple different sizes it's easier to make sure that the bar is evenly loaded because we can make sure that we have the same amount of weight on both sides right if you buy a machine with a pin or with a button that makes it easy for you to adjust the weight that you use it makes it more comfortable to manipulate the weight but the rule still applies which is simply loading up the body and pushing against that resistance that's what causes the fitness and the same rule applies to movement patterns we've been squatting since the beginning you sit down and you stand back up so it's no different i always use this as an example when i'm coaching trainers i say hey why are you trying to come up with new moves the first day somebody comes in and trains with us they learn how to squat and the most advanced most elite athlete that we could train would also be squatting. You would literally have a brand new person squatting and a sprinter squatting, and they would both be doing the same movement. The way they do the movement and the amount of weight on the movement and their ability to control the movement, their mobility, their stability, their ability to uh, put force out, of course, that would be different. You know, the experienced person is moving at a different rate, putting out a different amount of energy. Um, their work capacity is higher. Their recovery rate is higher. Um, the What they're eating is probably more precise than what the person that just started. But at the end of the day, the movement is the same. So when it comes to gimmicks, understanding what is actually the baseline fundamental thing versus the innovation you know, sometimes it can be tricky. Sometimes it's obvious, but sometimes it can be tricky. So that's why it's important to get around people who are going to give you the the realistic stuff, the stuff that has been proven to be true. And it'll be easier for you to spot the lies or the gimmicks when you understand the simple principles of fitness. So intensity, time under tension, and compound movements not single joint movements, not targeting. Targeting isn't a real thing. Now, uh, I can go on and on with all this stuff, right? Like the more I warm up, the, the clearer the idea gets. But you can target train when it comes to bodybuilding, meaning that if you've already achieved your weight loss and body fat goal, meaning that you are at a healthy or even a beyond healthy, right? Like lower body fat than than average right so you we call it an elite or an athletic um body fat so sorry sometimes i kind of stutter because i'm trying to make sure that you know one of my big beliefs is in not using the technical terms i try to use 
you know, the most normal, most, you know, average terms that I could use. Uh, what do they say? Layman's terms, right? Just say it in the way that anybody would easily understand it. So, but if your body fat is athletic, if your body fat is elite, right? If it's lower than what it needs to be at that point, you can actually target train in the sense that you can develop a certain muscle to be a little bit bigger. Um, you can manipulate your, um, you know, carb intake, protein intake, fat intake, you can manipulate your water intake, right? You can dehydrate in order to create more, you know, the, the illusion of cuts, right? This is what bodybuilders do for competitions. Or if, if you've ever seen a fighter in order to make weight, sometimes they can lose 10, 15 pounds, even more overnight of, of water weight from their body. So they actually, um, harm their body in losing all that water and then they put it back in their system and then they can literally weigh over 10 pounds more i mean i've seen some crazy numbers that i don't even want to bring up because i might you know it might not be exact but i definitely more than 10 pounds somebody can lose from one day to the next so some of these athletes do some crazy things you know um so can you target certain things can you manipulate certain things yes but normally they're not the healthiest, or you have to have a tremendous amount of experience and awareness to be able to do those things. So if you want to make your butt muscles bigger, if you want to make your shoulders bigger, you know, when it comes to adding size to something, um, then target training does work. You can target your arms to make your arms bigger. You can target your back muscles to make those thicker. So when I say target training and target training not being a real thing, all I mean is that you can't target for weight loss, um, but one, and you can't target for like lessening the size of something, but you can definitely target for increasing muscle mass, muscle density, and uh, reshaping the way that you look. I mean, if you couldn't reshape the way that you look, a lot of us um, would not be looking up to these models, these um, these actors, right? These people that uh, we see on social media that have built their bodies to look amazing. You know, that comes from sculpting our body, but that comes from adding size where we want it and creating the illusion of less size in the areas that are that don't grow as much as the size that we've grown, right? So instead of trying to target to make an area smaller, um, you just get fitter, get as small as you can where you need to be, right? Where the body fat has to drop um, and your body's going to be what it is. You know, we, you can't, you can't desire to look like somebody else if your genetics aren't like that. So the only choice that we have is to be the fittest version of ourself and, and just believe and know that that's going to be a great look and it's going to feel great and it's going to be a good, healthy place for you. And I'm not even talking about gimmicks anymore. So what am I doing? So let's just wrap it up. Don't fall for the gimmicks. This takes work. This takes time. This takes consistency. And this takes understanding compound movements in order to get fitter, get leaner, get stronger. Talk to you guys soon.